Greetings, seven-second delay fans. Tonight, a rerun, or as Irwin prefers to call it, an encore presentation of seven-second delay, a never-before-re-aired episode from 1995, 15 years ago. This aired July 1995. It is so old that, in fact, when Andy and I announced the phone number, we do not give out an area code because 15 years ago, the entire world used a single area code. So that's what dates this program. This was, uh, the topic of this program was what have you memorized? Please do not call the number that we announce in any area code. Next week, Andy and I will be live at the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater. Please come out for that, 6 to 7 p.m. at 307 West 26th Street, right at the corner of 8th Avenue. And uh, believe it or not, the Upright Citizens Brigade shows have been pretty good. We've been doing these things for about uh, two years now, live in one place or another, and uh, we've almost got it down. So please come out next week for our monthly live broadcast from the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater. Now, the episode known as What Have You Memorized from July 1995. I don't think so. I'm telling you, we still have time to change the topic of the show. Well, now we don't. Well, we're only six now seconds we're, into the show. Now we have liftoff. We're committed to this launch. You've seen <laughs> Apollo 13 too much. We can't just turn around and come back to Earth now. We've got to go around the moon, the dark side of the moon, buddy, together. Hey, it's great to be back. Good vomiting scene in Apollo 13. Yeah, I just stay for the vomiting scenes, and then I leave. It's the only reason I saw it. That's right. Actually, I think in real life, if I remember correctly, uh, all three astronauts died. And crashed into the moon. They changed, I think, the ending. Unless I'm remembering wrong. I believe that they crashed into the moon. But that's, you know, Hollywood. That's poetic license. They're entitled. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Benediction. Dear Lord, may my show succeed while the shows of my friends fail. And yet may I always be perceived as a team player. Amen. And uh, Gum. Got plenty, thanks. Gum? <laughs> no, no problem. I'm chewing a whole wad. Thanks. Oh, oh, you oh, spit it out. God, it never ends with you. God. So uh, I thought we'd uh, introduce what the topic is and get moving. How's that for a plan? That, that's a good plan. Okay, you go first. Well, let's see. Your stupid idea this week. <laughs> Was to find out what people had memorized. What? Uh, yes. The theory is this. The, the working assumption is this. That everyone, everyone has something. Everyone has something memorized. A poem or a, a speech or the Gettysburg Address or, uh, or uh, some, uh, some uh, I don't know. What else might people memorize? Some sort of uh, a tidbit, some factual sort of tidbit that... Uh, they had to learn in eighth grade that they just have never forgotten. And if you re- if you have something in your head that you just can't get out of your head, something you have memorized, uh, whether you like it or not, give us a call at 678-7743, area code 201. As an extra bonus, you get to talk to our phone screener. What's that kid's name? Eric. Eric. And uh, 
tell Eric I say hi. I haven't even had a chance to say hi to Eric. Uh, and gals, he's not married. Don't let this one get away, gals, for God's sake. You've screwed up every relationship in your life so far. Uh, but uh, treat Eric like he deserves to be treated. And when Eric is talking to you, listen to him, ladies. Uh, pretend to be interested, even if you're not. I know he's boring. Look, we all know that. And uh, just thank God you're not talking to Stork. That's pretty much how you deal with Eric. Am I right, Ken? Six seven eight seven seven four three. Now, what have you had memorized? What do you have memorized, uh, Ken? Uh, kingdom, phylum, class order, family, genus, species. That's it. Ninth grade biology class. And those are... I don't know why. I don't know what it is. <laughs> Come on. You wanted to know what I had memorized. And uh, has it ever... Is this, this going to ever... be a requirement for all the listeners? They <laughs> yeah. also have to know what it is? Yeah. Have you ever had to use it in, in a practical situation? Have Has anyone ever been discussing biology or science and you could actually apply that? No. I did, it's a biological thing? It is. It's how, I believe it's how species are categorized. I mean, when, you know, when things have come to fisticuffs in bars... I've yeah. tried that with about a 50-50 ratio of success. Sometimes it gets me off the hook and other times I Sometimes they just sometimes when you say that people just kind of zone out like a, like a deer in the headlights. They just stare. Yeah, they, just they everybody freeze. sometimes I say it everybody just kind of backs off three steps. Yeah. Uh, other other times they jump on me and Yeah. pummel me. It's I'm, a biology thing you say, though. I'm going to buy you some pepper spray because <laughs> it's, it's just as effective and you don't have to memorize anything. Uh, it's a biology thing. I'll tell you what I have memorized, and this will be how the show will go. So this is a real this – is, this is a show for those cultural elites out there. Uh, uh, whose woods these are, I think I know. His house is in the village, though. He will not see me stopping here to watch his wood fellow with snow. My little horse must think it queer to stop without a farmhouse near – uh, uh, Miles between to go the woods, I sleep. between the woods and uh, and uh, and frozen lake, the darkest evening of the year. He gives his harness bells a shake to ask if there is some mistake. The only other sounds a sweep of easy wind and downy flake. The woods are lovely, dark and deep, but I have promises to keep it miles to go before I sleep. Miles to go before I sleep. Uh, excellent rhyming, dude. Thanks very much. Yeah, that Robert Frost sure could rhyme, and. Uh, I don't think it's ever been read with such emotion either. But you can verify that I was not reading that. You were not. Now, we have to get people, I guess people in cars, to call. 678-7743. Because how else can we be sure that they're not reading it? Unless they have a friend there that we feel is trustworthy. Right. We will use your gut, your gut instinct on this, Ken. But people can read while they drive. You know, you hold you hold what you're reading up above the screen. Well, yes, but who would bring Ivanhoe with them on the way home from work? That's true. Okay, so then we can't accept, um, you know, the the, <laughs> yeah, the triple the triple A <laughs> yeah, rule book. Exactly. We can't accept the front page of today's daily news as something you've memorized, or the backs or the back of a travel map. Exactly. That's not the kind of stuff we're looking for. Or the back of the truck in front of you. Six seven eight seven seven four three. Hi, you're on the air. What have you memorized? Tenth uh, grade. Math. Okay. To figure out the sine, cosine, and tangent of a triangle. And how can we be sure you're not reading this? Uh, you can't. Okay. Are you at home? Yep. Are you alone? Andy, he's got us over the barrel because no. he's the only caller. So whether it was <laughs> Damn him. him. Uh, he's my brilliant. Wife, my he's wife is home. Your wife is home? My cat's at home. I, we want to talk to your wife. Oh, okay, hold on a second. Fine. Hello? I trust the wife. We also have Don in the background today um, listening in on our telephone technology. 
he's he's going to try to find the problem. Yeah. He's troubleshooting, isn't he? He's well, a troubleshooter, isn't he? Well, he heard how lousy our program is, and he thought it might be a problem. <laughs> a technical problem. It, yeah. I, oh, I tried telling him it's not a technical problem. Maybe he can adjust the phones, and then if there's time, he can adjust my personality later, at the end of the week, if there's time mm -hmm. left over. That would be good. Oh, now, wait. Let's hear this guy try to talk his wife into talking to us. Hello? Hi. Uh, you're on the air. It's kind of a dream come true for you, isn't it? Did you know your husband was dialing us when he dialed us? No, I didn't. He doesn't run these things past you anymore, does he? No, he stopped that a while ago. I know. When you first got married, you, all these decisions were joint decisions. Well, not really, but... Okay, now he's going, to, uh, he's going to read off some mathematical equations that he's claimed that he's memorized. He's not reading. He doesn't have a math book in his hand, does he? Uh, I can't see him where I am. Oh, he's in a different room. Oh, he's brilliant. Can you go run and see what he's doing? How about this? We're going to ask him to begin to do this, to read this. And while he's doing it, you go running in and, and take a look, okay? Okay. The question is, has he really memorized it? And, and if you see him reading from a book, you just yell as loud as you can, violation. Okay. Okay? Yeah, that's right. Blow your referee whistle. Okay. Uh, what's your husband's name? Dennis. I don't think it is. Okay, we'll, take, we'll just call him Dennis for now. Dennis? Is he on the extension? No, I can see him now. Okay, he's not reading anything, is he? No, he, he doesn't have anything in his Okay, hand. give him the signal. You know how Ken gives me a signal to begin? He kind of points right at my nose. Right. Do that to Dennis. Go. Give him that old Ken signal. Okay. Go. Go. Yeah, oh, he doesn't, oh, there's no extension in the other room? Okay, well, then you have to hand Dennis, you have to give him the signal and hand him the phone. Oh, okay, deal. <laughs> We're now working out the system perfectly. What Should I give him the signal and hand him the phone now? Yeah. Okay. Could you, do you remember if I had any other ideas for, tonight, for this week's show, <laughs> by any chance? Or was this the only one I had? I don't even know why I'm asking you. Okay, put Dennis on. Okay. I wrote down some other okay. ideas. Okay, Dennis. All right, I have nothing, nothing in my hand. Nothing gotcha. This is just from your memory. Right. Go. So the tangent is the opposite over the adjacent. Uh, sine is the opposite over the hyperbole. Hypotenuse. Hypotenuse, excuse me. Oh, sheesh. <laughs> oh, come on. I, well, I remembered mostly. Yeah, well, he's doing it from memory, Ken. He doesn't have that math book in front of him like you do. And, and the cosine is the adjacent over the hyperbole. Right. Okay? That's what you have memorized. Right. Well, that's not very much. That's not really cluttering up your little brain, is no, it? No, not you at all. You have plenty of gray cells left over to get through life, don't you? Oh, yeah. Because yeah. that's really just using up two or three. Well planned. Well, probably more than two or three. I think it's just two or three. Yeah. Number one, you've got it incorrect. Well, <laughs> you didn't say I memorized it completely. That's why I failed math. But it, it does take <laughs> brain capacity to, to remember things wrong, too, Andy. That's right. That's not, and now, that's and now he has... The me he has that memorized and the memory of this debacle of a phone call too. Yeah. So you have, so you, so you're running out of great. You're running out of storage right now. And the sad thing is, this is probably the last show I'm ever going to hear that, uh, from you guys because we're moving. So. Where are you going? Lambertville. Lambertville, Pennsylvania. New Jersey. Oh, New Jersey. That's right at the Delaware Waters Gap, yep. right? Uh -huh. That's a nice little town. Yeah. Yeah. Is well, there any way at all, Ken, we could set up uh, a, a signal there and uh, an antenna there, please, Ken? For you Dennis, could, please. We, no, but we could, we could oh, like, God. rent you out. You could hang out in one of the antique stores in Lambertville. Uh -huh. Of which there are plenty. Yeah. 
and you could just do your thing. And uh, Dennis and his wife could walk in any time and just hear you babbling, and it would be like listening to FMU. <laughs> That's about as good as we can do. You would you would buy me a bus ticket to Lambertville. Right, right and, and I'd work out sit. an arrangement with the owner of an antique store. <laughs> Where I would sit in the corner yeah. and babble. And oh, you would just repeat your six jokes. You would just repeat things like, and when like I say a... I have a life, I mean I have a big TV. Okay. Could you and get things... like a Cracker Barrel to sit around? or? Yeah. Maybe I'll do that. Maybe I will. Yep. Maybe I won't. I'll decide later. You could broadcast live from there. Hey, listen, have a great, great life in Lambertville. Too, Dennis, enjoy. you've got some explaining to do to your wife. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Get to work. It's been yeah, fun. No, you're going to enjoy Lambertville. <laughs> oh, thanks. I told, him, uh, <laughs> I told him he was going to... <laughs> I told, I told him he was going to enjoy. I, t- I said you are going to enjoy. Lam- Wait, I can't even say it now. I said you're going to enjoy Lam- Lambertville, <laughs> like as if he's going to have a good time there. Oh, that makes he's, me laugh. He's not going there to have a good time. He's going there to live. He's going there to be right near the Pennsylvania border. He's a man clearly wanted by the New Jersey authorities and wants to be near the state border. Hi, you're on the air. You love the show. Love the show. Thank you very much. And what have you? Now, wait. You're not in a car. Um, I'm in a store. Okay. Oh, good enough. <laughs> Can't have any re- reading material in a store no, unless, not in the, comic book unless store. the laws Oh, he's change. in a comic book store. <laughs> oh, there you go. I've memorized the first page of the new Hulk. No. Yeah, liar. <laughs> no, I've, what, I've, have you, what do you have memorized? I have a list of the prepositions, and you can tell I'm not, I'm not reading this because I have it in song form. Okay. Go ahead. Are you ready? Yeah. yeah. About above Wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, Close your eyes first. Okay. Oh, I'm brilliant. Okay, now now we know he's not ready. Over my eyes. Okay, go ahead then. About, above, across, after, against, along, among, around, at, beside, behind, below, beneath, beside, between, beyond, by, down, during, except, and the song ends. So I don't remember the ones after e. And what are those again? Those are prepositions. prepositions. Oh, those are prepositions, not prepositional phrases. No, no right. they begin the prepositional phrase. Gotcha. It's right. great gotcha. that you know all that. It, it's probably the worst melody I've ever heard <laughs> in my life. Yeah. It's nothing like you'd it, hum it's a in the familiar, shower, though, right? What does it do it again? About, above, across. Is it three blind mice? Oh. Yeah. Yeah, it's a bastardization of three blind mice. Oh, man, hey, you, you could call, what do you sue. Call my teacher? Oh, man, I just hope that the person who wrote three blind mice isn't listening. <laughs> I don't want to get involved in that one. Well, thanks very much for calling. Sure. Goodbye. Goodbye. Six seven eight seven seven four three. Okay, now you know what I have to do. I have to give a secret message to our phone screener, Eric, in code so that nobody else will understand it. Okay. Okay, so Eric, um, drop whatever you're doing, or Stork or Mike, if you're down there, um, slap Eric so that he pays attention to this secret message. Um, we Here's the secret message, Eric. We want to use the third line. So if anybody comes in on the third line, we need to test it. So uh, the third line is okay for testing. Okay? That's the end of the secret message. You know, when I first got this job, they gave me all this, uh, all this training about how to handle government emergency signals but i never actually saw one like that in action oh but they didn't give you the card that allows you to drive around in the case of a nuclear emergency no they didn't i still have my card listen two percent milk um, this is what i'm going to need in case of the nuclear war two percent milk and uh, some dietetic cookies because just because there's a nuclear war i don't want to just blow it up so there's anything dietetic and and uh, dramamine Dramamine would be good, too. You don't want to have the runs during a nuclear war. <laughs> that would be so embarrassing. Yeah. Imagine there's only four or five people left on Earth, and you're one of them, and you've got the runs. Oh, God, everyone will be talking about it. You know what my plan is, by the way, to survive a nuclear attack? What? I'm going to play dead. That's my plan. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good I'm one. I'm just going to lie in the street and just look like I'm dead. Well, I'm going to let people in on the secret way out of Hoboken. 
right oh. now in the ca- in the case of a nuclear war. What is the secret way out of Hoboken? Ravine Street. Hold on. Ravine Street. It, Newark Street, if you go all the way to the end, turns into Ravine Street. Everybody else, will be, they'll be shooting each other to get out of town. Right. Fighting over canned goods, things like that. And, of course, once you get out of Hoboken, you're invited to go anywhere except my town. That's, I just want that, want that known. You're not invited in my little town. Hi, you're on the air. You love the show. I love the show. Do you have something memorized? Yeah. Uh, I have a good chunk of the movie Blazing Saddles memorized. Okay. I'm go- you're not driving a car. No. I'm you're not, not with a, a friend or a wife. No. In fact, you haven't had a date since April of 1989. <laughs> okay. Oh. So we're going to have to ask you to close your eyes. Okay. They're not closed. Okay. Just hang up. Are they, real- are they closed? Uh, I kind of don't need them closed to do this. But we have to make sure you're not reading from the script. Well, I, I wouldn't happen to have a copy of the script lying around. This is just one of those things that Okay, involved. how does Blazing Saddles begin? Let me see if I can remember how it begins. It begins with a chain gang scene. Is that right? Well, yeah, it's the, the, the Asians and the blacks working on the... Right, and the first line of dialogue is... Is, woo-wee, it's hot. Uh, you'd think it's a 120 degree... 120 degrees out. It can't be more than 114. He's got, he's got the script. <laughs> <laughs> but wait, let's, that, that was an excellent trick. That was a very good trick. Wait, let's see if we hear a page turning. Soon he'll be at the bottom of the page. Okay. Go ahead. Keep going, listener. Doc Batchink a day's pay for napping on the job. Oh, you guys are lollygagging around with them he's picks act, and them shovels. He's acting shovels. it out, too. Where's your spirit? I don't hear no singing. When you were slaves, you sang like birds. Come on, how about a good old-fashioned nigger work song? Nigger work song? Come on, something like Swing Low, Sweet Chariot. Swing Low, Sweet Chariot. Oh, how about the Camp Town Lady? The Camp Town Lady. Okay, we believe you, and we're very entertained. Yes, we, we believe that you're not reading from the script. Now, how many times have you seen that movie? Too many. I saw it a lot when I was young because, you know, it was thrilling. Because, it, you know, like, because of the fart scene. Yeah, the fart scenes and all that. You know stuff. what? We had to stop you. I really enjoyed your little call. We had to stop you before There's that scene. In it. Yeah, we were, just, we were just afraid you'd get to that campfire scene. <laughs> and we didn't want you to be part of that. Thanks very much for calling. Sure thing. 678 7743. The question tonight What have you memorized? I read Stopping by Woods on a Snowy Evening. Uh, we've heard uh, a list of prepositions. We've heard. What else have that, we heard? That biology thing that you uh, identified. That's right. That thing that I used up, to say to keep people no from idea. beating me up. It must have scared you not knowing what that was. You must have been like one of those amnesia victims. I thought it was Latin for, if you don't beat me up, my father will <laughs> give you a great deal of money. <laughs> and still it worked half the time, you say. Yeah, that's right. How come it didn't work all the time? <laughs> well, I, that should have tipped right. me off. That's right. Okay, now this is an experiment. We're trying line three. Hello, line three. You're on the air. That's still broken. Okay. Okay, so now do you have a, a new coded message for Eric? To, to keep trying line three. Oh, really? We'll just, so one-third of our callers are just, are just cannon fodder. We just get Don's here working on it. We just got to keep trying until it gets fixed. 678-7743. What have you memorized? Hi, you're on the air. Hey, I told you. I memorized Capitals of Europe. You memorized what? Capitals of Europe. Capitals of Europe. Yeah. Okay, but how can we how can we make sure you're not reading from a map? My I think father we can and my tell. wife are standing here. Your father? And my wife. Okay, put your father on. Okay, hold on. Dad, come here. This gentleman would like to speak with you. 
Now treat yeah. this guy with respect, Andy, okay? With what? With respect. Why? Because he's his dad. Oh, that's I'm sorry. Me. Yeah, well, that's okay. Go ahead. What, what do you want to know? Uh, your son called. Uh, you're on the radio, by the way. Did you know that? Yeah, I just figured that out. You let your son, You gave your son permission to call? Yeah. Okay. Uh, by the way, everyone, no matter how old they are, should get their parents' permission before they call. Isn't well, that true, Ken? He's, he's, he's very old. He's almost older than me. I got old. Ooh, that is old. Oh, it's one of those... Uh, Kinky. Yeah. Okay. One of the, well, clearly yeah. the son. Which came first? Clearly the father was frozen right? in some sort of freak accident in, yeah. involving an iceberg, and yeah. that's how the son then gained uh, oh. gained on him. Okay. Clearly, Ken. Duh. Okay. Hello, okay. Ken. Welcome to Earth. Ken doesn't put these things together as okay. quickly as what, most what, of us. What, what Your son is about to recite the capitals of Europe. Yes. And we want to make sure that he's really reciting it from memory and he not is. reading it. He's got nothing here. I swear. You get. You swear Absolutely. on your. You swear, swear on, my, on, on my life. You swear on your on your son's eyes. I'll swear on his eyes. Yeah. May God strike you dead with lightning if God you are lying. Strike me dead with lightning on this clear blue sky. Clear blue. May sky. God torture him. Okay. May God, may God Take rip your rip you your toenails it? out with a rusty pair of pliers. No, that's not good enough. No, worse. Worse than that. <laughs> worse torture. I don't think God would do worse than that. I think that's the worst that God would ever do. God, well, you know, he, he could do a lot. That's right. Exactly. But he wouldn't do a lot. Oh, but he has done a lot. He has not done worse. Worse than the pliers? <laughs> worse than the pliers on the toenails? I think so. No, we're way beyond that now, sir. Beyond the that. only thing I could think of worse than that is that first Billy Joel record. <laughs> the one called Spring Harbor. Yeah. So maybe that's the worst God's ever done. Okay. Well, that's possible. So okay. Go ahead. May God. <laughs> may God. May God make you buy and listen to that first Billy Joel record repeatedly. If I am lying. Yeah. Okay. Do you agree to that? Oh, listen. I'll agree to anything you guys say right now. Oh, you're the there best you dad in the world. I'd kill for a dad like you. I'm oh, God right bless now. you. That's the name of a new movie. All right, put your put your son on the phone. All right, here he is. Oh, what a great old dad. A great old dad? Yeah. Well, come see me, and I'll show you how old I am. Hey, don't don't okay. don't don't, don't get me started. I knew you were going to offend him before it was out. Well, that's sort of my trademark, offending. Uh, <laughs> my fans expect that. Uh, it's like Hitchcock used to walk like, through oh, you're the movie. Not yeah, uh, I hope we hope to be a little offensive. Ah, see, that that gives me that edge, that radio edge that, radio that, edge, that people I love. See. Okay, okay so you're going to do the capitals of Europe. Sure. Okay, give go. Give me a country. Pick any country. Give me a country in Europe. Greece. In Europe. Greece. Greece? Yeah, yes, Greece. Wrong. No, it's not wrong. It's Bu uh, Budapest. No, that's Hungary. Hold on. Could you please hold on? Our research staff is working here. Yeah, your research staff is stupid. Hold on, please. <laughs> Don't insult these guys. You know, we're down to five guys now because uh, uh, oh, there's geez, been some... Be rough running with five guys. Could Come you hold on, on please, break. caller? Jeez. Athens is correct. Okay. And I do. I owe you an apology. Thank you. And uh, I believe you could check Hungary as well. Hold on, please. We will. Don't think we won't. Budapest. Budapest. Okay. Budapest. And we owe you another apology. Romania. Bucharest. Okay. Bulgaria, Sofia. Okay, how about Andorra? Andorra is not in Europe. Yes, it is. Where? What is it, a microstate? Yeah. Oh, really? Well, and not a microstate. It's a full-fledged country. I don't think so. I think so. Albania, maybe? Tyrane? No, I think Andorra is in Europe. No, it's not. Yes, it is. It's between France and Spain. 
you're out of your mind. No, go check. Uh, my wife and I, my wife and I, my wife and I were there a year and a half ago. It's a microstate. It's not. What's a microstate? What does that mean? What's Luxembourg? What's Monaco? What's Monte Carlo? They're all microstates. What does that mean? A microstate? Does a microstate? We have a nation. Does a microstate? Does a microstate have a capital? Excuse me. Does a microstate have a capital? Well, for instance, Monaco. Luxembourg is Luxembourg. Oh, I see. How about it's Monaco? It's just a city. It's one city. That's what a microstate is. One city country. Listen, I have to, I have to apologize for Ken. Ken, <laughs> he, you're out of Ken, control. Ken is just, he's, he is, just has a lot of problems at home this <laughs> week. You know, and you know how he gets his kicks? Just putting listeners down. Well, let's just That's what it. he enjoys doing. Well, okay, and he doesn't even do it on his own show. Hey, Andy, can I come on your well. show and insult your listeners? He doesn't even do it well. I just, I, let me just apologize. Not only for that last name, but for, for anything he might say in the next 35 minutes. All right. Do you have any? Will you turn my headphones on now? <laughs> Can I please have the volume back in my headphones? Yes, there now? you go. Are you done with whatever you yes, were doing? I was just, I was just okay. quizzing him. On, okay, and the last, the last one. Now, this is a tough one. Okay. Close your eyes. You're not reading from an atlas, are you? Not at all. England! England. Ooh, jeez, I don't know. <laughs> I believe it's on the. It's Thames. Stonehenge. I believe it could Stonehenge. be that, that L word. <laughs> London, maybe. London's right. Thank I you. know that. Okay, thank you very much, caller. Thank you. You have the capitals of Europe right there, and we got to meet. Great. Now he just needs to memorize. Now he just needs to memorize a few more of the countries of Europe. He he knew most of the countries of Europe. All right. So now should we try another exciting test of line number three? Yes. Yes, I think. Let's put that guinea pig on the phone. Six seven eight seven seven four three. Hi, you're on the air. Hello. Wait, is that, <laughs> not there. Is that no. someone trying to talk? <laughs> no, that was me. Oh. <laughs> Line three, still dead. So okay. someone, someone has been trying to get through, has gone through the call screening process, and you have put them in your little it's, test they're tube. They're just a guinea pig. T- <laughs> yeah. Put them in that test tube at the end of the table. <sighs> Fine. Maybe that, Thank will, you, maybe that will teach them a lesson. Yeah, yeah. right, about life. About no, something. I'm learning an awful lot here, Ken. Six seven eight seven seven four three. Hi, what have you memorized? Uh, I memorized uh, an old public service commercial for uh, high school, getting your high school literacy diploma or whatever. And how do we know that you uh, haven't typed this out and are uh, reading it? Do you uh, have I'll, I'll tell you how we know because he's he's TV Bill the Poet's and, buddy. Are you Bill the Poet's buddy? Uh, yes, this is Bill the Poet's And buddy. no friend of Bill the Poet's would lie about words. No, not Words are sacred to Bill the Poet and his friend. Is, is Bill the Poet insulted that you don't have his poems memorized, but you do have this, this damn PSA memorized? He's insulted that I don't have his, his last name memorized. <laughs> okay, so let's hear this PSA. This is something you heard okay, when you were in high school. TV commercial, black and white, picture, if you will, a CD office, uh... An actor dressed as Abraham Lincoln walks in, he sits, sits down at a desk and fills out an application. It's an employment agency. So he gets called into the back office and he sits down and there's this guy at the desk who's real seedy, hard-boiled looking with a mustache and a bald this is the, yeah, the preamble to the yeah. uh, This is the only caller so far that's that's actually had so a goes, set uh, stage direction. Like the other, the, the previous uh, call didn't say, picture, Abraham. if you will, a continent on the other side of the ocean. Well, if you'd rather hear the capitals, uh, the different sexual positions in Swaziland, you know, we could accommodate that. But also, you have two things memorized, okay. and you're, so, you're blessing us with a 20-year-old so PSA. Abe, Abe looks him in the eye, and he goes, very sincerely, well, sir, I've done a lot of reading and studying on my own. And the guy looks him in the eye and goes, yeah, but uh, what about college? 
And Lincoln just gives him this helpless look and shrugs his shoulders, and he keeps staring at his shoes. And the guy goes, face it, pal. You ain't going nowhere without that sheepskin. And that has stood by me all these years. Thank you very much. And, you know, that brings up a very good point. Kids, stay in school. Seriously. We're having a lot of fun here on the show. School's out. It's the middle of summer. Get back to school now. You can can probably pick up a summer class in session, mid-session. But get back to school. That's a very good point, caller. Yeah, crank calling 101. That's the course. Yeah, thanks very much. Thanks a lot. You know, if, we, uh, if we're allowed to do commercials, I have one memorized. It's picture, if you will, a two twin girls, fresh face, all American, and they're holding gum. And the song goes, double your pleasure, double your fun, with double mint, double mint, double mint gum. It's an old Juicy Fruit commercial, right? Uh, hold on, let me just check. What was the sponsor of that commercial? I remember that. Well, apparently not very effective. Six seven eight seven seven four three. Hi, you're on the air. Up, oh. Eric. Eric, ask him, Eric, if they're gonna hang up on us. That should be Eric's no, no, first no. Call. Ask him, are you a dial tone or are you a human being? <laughs> yeah. And that's, we're that's looking the... for which of those. <laughs> you want me to? You want want everything from me? Eric, seriously. <clears throat> Just say, are you going to hang up on these guys? Six seven eight seven seven four three. So, what has been the most incredible feat of memorization that we've seen so far? Uh, Probably me, I would guess. Yeah, the Robert Frost poem, yeah. definitely. I could do another one. Yeah, we, could, we it would be nice to hear somebody in a car. Yeah, because then you'd know. You'd know for sure. For sure, that they really memorized it. Wow. Uh, you know what I was worried about? I thought that we were going to get people calling up and saying that they memorized some song by this great band, you know, and it was their band, you know, and well, then now they, you've put the idea in your in their head. Yeah. Well, now we can hang up on them. You know, if it happens er, earlier in the show, I used the phrase "dark side of the moon," and I I was joking at the time, but I kind of feel that sort of <laughs> where we are, we're in that capsule, kind of we've lost communication. Hi, you're on the air. Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna do. You a love little, the show, huh? You love the show. Oh, I love the show. It's, long- Im- it's important for people to say they love the show this week because last week Stork and I didn't make them say that. So they have to get back into. The they habit. had a free ride last week. It's like dogs that uh, have been on the couch. Now they have to learn to get off the couch again. Right. And you're a longtime listener, first time caller. Uh huh. Say it. All that. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna do a little singy lounge thing to it. But ha- what doing, are you doing? I'm doing Bring the Noise by Public Enemy, just the opening lines. And you've memorized it? Uh-huh. Okay, go. Okay, let me gather my thoughts for a minute. Okay. You're reading this. No, I'm not. Close your eyes. I, they're closed. Spin around as you do it. I'm dizzy. J- jump around. No, you've got to jump around so you can't, can't read. do that. Jump. I'm, caller, we're about to hang up on you. Jump around. Can you go Jump. He sounds like he's reading to me. Okay. And besides, I, I just want to hang up on him. <laughs> so, so you've rationalized a reason to hang up on him. I think I was honest. <sighs> well, I guess that's about it for tonight. Thank you very much. You've been listening to WMMR. Not, oh, oh, hold on. I'm getting a note here. Hold on. What? 27 more minutes. No. Okay. Hi, you're on the Hello. air. Hello? Hi. Can you hear me? We sure can, oh, loud good. and clear. I, I wasn't hanging up on you. Oh, okay. 
Hey, you have something memorized? Yeah, I do. I, I can say the presidents in order in one breath. Oh, good. There you go. This is now, the that's con- something, this, yeah, this even is the- if she was reading it, she couldn't read it that fast. Right. This has to be memorized. <laughs> and when did you first learn this? Oh, well, my mother taught it to me in uh, fifth grade. Whenever I'd take a bath, she'd make, make me memorize one more and add on to the list. And you've, you've added it? You've added to it? Yes. So you're up to date to the most yeah. current... <laughs> Yeah. To the most current president of all. I can name the last three presidents. So once she gets, once she gets to 1982, I'll know if she's correct. That's right. From uh, before that, I, there's no way for me really to verify any of this. Okay, ready, okay. listener? In one breath. Okay. Okay. Washington, Adams, Jefferson, Madison, Monroe, Adams, Jackson, Van Buren, Harrison, Teller, Pope, Taylor, Truman, Pierce, Cannon, Lincoln, Johnson, Grant, Hayes, Garfield, Arthur, Cleveland, Harrison, Cleveland, McKinley, Roosevelt, Taft, Wilson, Harding, Coolidge, Hoover, Truman, Eisenhower, Ken, Johnson, Nixon, Ford, Carter, Reagan, Bush, Clinton. Huh. Is that it? Yeah. <laughs> I guess it's a young, vibrant country. How many? Pre- so there are thirty. That was thirty-seven names. It's forty-one. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Excuse me. Forty-one names. Yeah. I had to say them fast because I would run out of air. <laughs> and now, do you ever regret that you didn't get to enjoy your bath time like other children? <laughs> we were like making bubbles with cups and uh, floating little boats. Yeah. Oh, you should confront your mother. You should get it out. Yeah, it's okay. I'm in therapy. So. Man, <laughs> don't repress this kind of thing. Well, thanks very much for calling. Yeah, thanks. Okay. Bye. Alrighty. So that was like a legitimate feat. Oh yeah, that was a a great feat of memorization. That's right. Really good. Really good <laughs> memorization. <laughs> yeah, the president. You know, her mother uh, taught it to her when she was uh, a kid. Thank you, Ma. Yeah, that really was good. She was in uh, the bathtub. That's why I guess she remembered it so well. But I guess she had to add the the more recent presidents. Like Carter Reagan. <laughs> exactly. I wonder if she still does it in the bathtub. Like, is that something that just by rote she'll just start doing? Okay, let's uh, give this a try. <laughs> Maybe it's the same caller. Hi, you're on the air. Hi, you love the show. Hello? No, they're not there. Oh, they're there. Don't hang up yet, Ken. Hello? For for God's sake, talk to us. No, they're there. Ken, seriously, don't hang up. Hello, caller. We want to listen. No, Andy. We are here for you. Andy. No, no, no. Ken, don't. Caller, we are here. We will not laugh at you. Let it go, Andy. We are your friends. Try we are from Earth. We are... We, we come are, in we peace. Come in you peace. can lie. You can say we come in peace. Caller, please don't be afraid. No, let Talk it, to us. Let it go, Andy. Let it go. They're gone. <laughs> I'm sure they were. They had something memorized. I could just feel it. Now, so we, how we, about st- we still haven't had anybody in a car. I, I told you this. That was really narrowing the pool down way too far. Well, clearly that hasn't... Uh... Somebody uh, <clears throat> in a car... Who also happened to have something memorized. So her mother put her in the bathtub. And made and, her memorize. And made her memorize this stuff. Now, I used to have to take baths with my sister. You know, it's because sometimes we'd both be home from college the same week. Mm-hmm. and uh, During a drought. During a drought, yeah. 
I know how that is. And uh, it was awful. My sister had been dead for 10 years, and uh, that's what made it even worse. Hi, you're on the air. Hi there. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. Great, great. Thank you for calling. Hey. Thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Hey, it sounds like our own Dave the Spaz. Okay, I I won't say it again. Is Dave Dave a member of our uh, staff here? Oh, don't worry about the staff. (laughs) You don't don't have to memorize a single name of the WFMU staff, Andy. I I can do it in alphabetical order, but I can only do one. You can do what? (laughs) Go ahead, start. Okay, here's here's a very embarrassing feat. It's... uh, all the Marx Brothers movies, frontwards and backwards. Oh, great. That sounds great. And I, I, can, vouch, I can vouch for Dave that he wouldn't be reading this. Yeah. Okay. He, he can't read. So yeah. it doesn't I, I, know, I know Thunderball and Goldfinger, and I guess that's the only ones I know. Those weren't Marx Brothers movies. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, could you hold on, please? Just hold on. Okay. You are an idiot. They, James Bond. Oh, okay. No, you're right. You're right, Ken. I stand corrected. Okay, Marx Brothers movies. Okay. Go. Coconuts, animal crackers, monkey business, horse feathers, duck soup, and I at the opera, day at the races, room service, at the circus, go west, the big store, and I at Casablanca, love happy. Backwards, if you want. Yes. Okay. Um, love happy, night in Casablanca, the big store, go west, at the circus, room service, day at the races, and I at the opera, duck soup, horse feathers, monkey business, animal crackers, coconuts. Yay. Very good. <laughs> You've got one foot in the door of every major corporation in America with that feat. Yeah. Every yeah. major corporation owned by the children of Chico or Harpo. Yeah. That's most of Chico's them. Chico's daughter, Maxine. All right. Thank go. you. <laughs> he threw that in. He knows the name of Chico Marx's daughter. Well, like you didn't know that? Oh, sure, I know it. I was just okay. saying what a blatant thing to have to throw in. Yeah. So he named all the Marx brothers. Front really. and backwards. Yeah. I, I kind of tuned out after that. You think that's something his mother taught him in the bathtub? I think that's something that girl's mother taught him in the bathtub. My theory is she went from bathtub to bathtub teaching things. She never made it to my house. I guess it was like Santa Claus. I used to lie awake praying for her to make it to my house. (laughs) (laughs) What did you you want her to teach you? (laughs) Oh, anything. Anything. Uh, Had my uh, little dish rag all ready to fall off at the proper moment. Uh, And... uh, Andy, another 20 minutes. 20 minutes to go. How long is it? No, it's not prob- quite. Pro- because I start the theme song a minute. I could start the theme song a minute before seven. So 19 minutes. The theme song is actually a minute and a half. 18 and a half minutes. Come on, Andy. You can do it. <laughs> Don't give up, boy. You can do it. Keep a moving, boy. <laughs> I knew we should, have, we should have done the show tonight without microphones, just like I was saying. We'd have to really shout. Yeah, we could always shout into the styli on the turntables. Six seven eight seven seven four three. I okay, guess. let's I see. It, or or any number close to that, I guess. That's it. Okay, here we have regular call number one. Hi, what have you memorized? Oh, uh, hi, is this Ken? Yeah, this is Ken. Yeah, hi, this is you Ken. Feeling? You weren't on the air this morning. No, it's been a bad summer for me. Oh, that's too bad. Why don't you ask him what's wrong? He loves telling these stories. Well, we know about the spider bite. The flesh, we all believe that story. The flesh-tasting disease. Uh-huh. No, but today, today's story was even more dramatic. Oh, we haven't heard that one yet. I know. That would be even better than what I memorized. Uh, what did you memorize? I've got uh, The Walrus and the Carpenter by Lewis Carroll. 
Oh, that's good. I'd like to hear that very much. And that would take you to the end of your show, too, because it's, I guess, about five or six pages long. That's no good. You have the whole thing memorized? Uh-huh. But how do we know that you're not reading it? Well, uh, I'll stumble very much. Do you, will you swear on your mother's... Grave? Grave. Well, that's kind of hard. She was cremated, and we scattered the ashes. Damn. There's no way to verify this. Oh. Yeah, just do the first page. Okay. Well, but have you got a better idea? More whining? Another 18 and a half minutes of whining from you to a Lewis Carroll poem? Well, I figure that's pr pretty much what's going to happen anyway. I won't get to recite very much of it. That's what Andy's there for, right? Right. Good. Oh, God. So I can begin and Andy can, like, chirp in and... No, you just start. I'll turn off Andy's microphone. Oh, no, no, no. Turn on really loud. Okay. Uh, okay, we'll begin. Sure. The sun was shining on the sea, shining with all his might. He did his very best to make the billows smooth and bright. And this was odd, because it was the middle of the night. The wait a minute, wait a minute, I'm sorry. The sun was shining, that's how it began. Uh -huh. And then you went on to say it was the middle of the night? Uh -huh. Ah, caught ya! Ah, you've been caught, hooked you in. Hang up on this loser. My God, no poem would ever have that kind of contradiction in it. All right, we caught him, red-handed. Really, you really want me to hang up on Yeah, him? how could that be? All right, let's let him go. One more verse. Okay. The moon was shining sulkily because she thought the sun had got no business to be there after the day was done. It's very rude of him, she said, to come and spoil the fun. Wait, who was saying this now? Uh, that woman who goes bathtub to bathtub. The moon? The moon, that's right, the moon. Oh, God. And this is like a real poem. It's by Lewis Carroll. Yeah. He All right, go ahead. a real person when you come to think of it because that was just a pen name. <sighs> okay, what's the next verse? Uh, gosh, can I remember now? The sea was wet as wet could be. The sands were dry as dry. You could not see a cloud because no clouds were in the sky. No birds were flying overhead. There were no birds to fly. The walrus and the carpenter were walking close at hand. A walrus and a carpenter. They wept like anything to see such to quantities of sand. Ken? If they were only cleared away, they said, it would be They're grand. They're talking now. The walrus is talking to the carpenter. If seven maids and seven mops swept Wait, for are half you listening a year, to this? Do you suppose, the walrus said, that they could carpenter. get it clear? Yeah, that's some, that's some great carpenter. Shed a bitter tear. Love to have him build one of my patios. Yeah, when, when you're done talking to that walrus, why don't you come on over and give me an estimate? <laughs> I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, oysters, come and walk with us. The walrus did beseech. And they're talking a pleasant to walk, oysters. a pleasant talk along the briny beach. We kind yeah. of do with more than four to lend a hand to each. The oh, yeah, they can only walk him. with four oysters. That's their problem. Said. This is a great poem. Shook his heavy head, meaning to say he did not choose to leave the oyster bed. Yeah. But four young oysters hurried up. Oh, they found some oysters that will walk their coats them. were brushed, their faces Thank washed, God. Their shoes were clean. This is a real feet. classic. And this was odd, because you know they hadn't any feet. Right. Oh yeah, the oysters didn't have feet. Okay, that was that was excellent. That was the yeah. Uh, that changed our life. The, the oyster and the carpenter. Yeah, the carpenter that was talking to the uh, walrus. Well, I assume somebody else is calling then. No, we, we just want to test that third line that doesn't work. I mean, that, that, but that's the motivation for me. Okay, well, good we, luck. Yeah. Thanks. Okay. Yeah. And that's a real good carpenter to call. Keep his number on the refrigerator. No, I mean, come on, seriously. We could have listened to the, a wonderful Lewis Carroll poem, or, or we could try to fix the third line. I mean, you know, we only have 15 minutes left to try to fix this thing. Yeah, that was a great poem. Okay, Telco 3 is at Symmetrics 2. Okay, so I hit 3 there, and then I hit 2 there. Hello. Hello. Hey, is this line three? Yes. Hey! Hey, Paul from Howard Beach. All right. Hey, you're, t you're, uh, you're the first successful call on line three we've had. Thanks. 
Hey, oh, we should thank. Well, you know what? I gotta just to bust your bubble, Paul. You're not really on line three. Oh. Okay. We kind of like uh, Jerry rigged it a bit. But we can still get three calls in, though, can't we? Not exactly. I don't think so. If uh, also now line one is down. Thank you. Thank so you for, to our ace technician. So yeah. Okay. So anyway, Paul. Love your show. What's new on the antidepressant front? Paul, you don't have to say love the show anymore. Oh. Okay. <laughs> it's good to have you back. I've, I've reached the next plan. No, Paul. It's good no. to have you back because I know that Andy was so mean to you that you stopped listening to us for a while. But <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you're here again. Okay. Uh, Paul uh, stopped calling. But he did not stop listening. No, I know exactly how mean to be. He stopped listening. I pulled my punches before I, I got to that point. In spirit. You were calling in spirit. I know yes. you were. Okay, you want to hear me recite something? Yes, but how do we know that your eyes are closed? Well, I have nothing in front of me, and um, I'm all alone in this room. Turn o turn around. Okay. Now. Yep, turning around. Okay, he's backwards. Hmm. Sounds backwards. And what are you going to recite for us, Paul? Future Legend by David Bowie from Diamond Dogs. <laughs> I knew it, I knew the show would get to this point. Are you going to be singing it? or no, it's, just, it's a poetry piece. It's a poetry piece. Yeah. We'd like very much to hear okay. that. And in the death, as the last few corpses lay rotting in the slimy thoroughfare, the shutters lifted up an ancient temple's uh, don't building be mean high to up him. on Vulture's Hill. What is this accent and he's doing? Eyes gaze down just don't be mean to him because he's like no got wheels. serious psychological Please problems. You know how he calls up with the antidepressants every... Are you and saying he's potentially dangerous? Yes. Yeah, my theory he's is... He's this homebound guy. He lives out there in Howard Beach with his mother. He's, he's not a kid. He's not alone because there's somebody else in the house with him. This is not him talking now. He's given the phone to some British... No, British putz. This is not him. Listen, listen to the accent. That was great, Paul. That was very good, Paul. Thank you very much. And thank your, thank your friend there, Willard... Thank him for an excellent reading. Okay. Paul, that was such a good English accent that Andy thought it was your friend Willard. <laughs> hey, Willard, hello! David Bowie over here. <laughs> I got David Bowie over here. What's, hap what's happening? No, with seriously, David Paul. Bowie? Are you still making records? Who? David Bowie? Yeah. No, he gave that up, what, 20 years ago? <laughs> making records? Yeah. Yeah, no, no. The last thing I heard from him was Absolute Beginners. Ah, he no, he. Sick. That wasn't even him then. Now I have a he just he just lent his name to that. He's just hanging out on Key West, I think. He's mm -hmm. just like sitting on the beach. I have a friend who used to work for uh, his uh, production company, and uh, she told me, and there's no way to verify this, but uh, she told me that David Bowie was very eccentric. You're kidding. That's what I heard. Gee, I thought he was. But you know, you hear those kind of rumors I he was all the time. Square. This is what this is what I heard. Okay, I don't you know I can't verify it, no, but that's what I hear. Say. Hearsay. In a court of law, hearsay does nothing. Uh, in a court of law, n n the three of us would add up to nothing, I think. Exactly. Six seven eight seven seven four three. Bye bye. Bye, Paul. Paul. Was I nice to Paul? You were nice. We were both very nice. Because he couldn't hear a word we were saying while he was reading his poem, and well, while Willard was reading. That was not Paul. His poem. No one is that good an actor. If that was Lawrence Olivier, then I would say, okay, hey, now we have an actor. Now I would leave it. But that could not have been the same man. Okay, now we're waiting. <clears throat> we're waiting for guidance from above on whether or not we can go to the next call. We can? We can go to line two? Okay, two is two again? Two is two. All right, we've got this down to... Hi, you love the show. Did you enjoy talking to Eric? Yeah, it was great. He's a very well-brought-up young man, isn't he? Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Um, I have the first 18 lines to the general prologue of Chaucer's Canterbury Tales. Memorized. When did you have to memorize this? Last uh, two semesters ago at school. 
for for the class Chaucer. Did you read it? Uh, did you recite it in in front of the class? Yeah. yeah. Did Did everyone else have to memorize the same thing? Well, no, we had to choose different parts to memorize. I chose that part because I was first. So I said, okay, I'll take the first eighteen lines. Okay, and we're ready to go, ladies right, and gentlemen. Hold on, wait. This is Canterbury in, Tales. This is in Chaucer in English, though. It's not in regular English, so you might not understand it. What kind of English is it in? <coughs> Middle English. Mm-hmm. All okay, right, so ready? so all the F's are S's. Well, we'll That's see. basically it, right? <laughs> no. Here, let me t let me start reading. You tell me if you need to, to stop, and I'll translate. Are you going to put on a Middle English accent? I'm going to give it my best shot. Are okay. you going to put on a Middle English facial expression? Yeah, but yes. Sort of like a British I always have a Middle thing. English facial expression. Okay, so we can just imagine you doing that. Yes, that's right. All right, here we go. Okay, here we go. One that April with his shora sota, the druth of March hath parasit to the rota, embodied every vein and sweet liqueur, of which virtue engendered it is the floor. One zephyrus ache with his sweet breath, and spirit hath in every holt and haith. The tender crapus and the yunga suna hath in the ram as how they course hiruna. And smala fulus mocking melodia that sleep in all the with open ear, so pricketh them nature in ear courageous. Then long invoked to gone on pilgrimages, and palmers for to saken strungus strandus to fernahal with kuth and sundri landus. And specially from every shiras end of England to Canterbury they went. Uh, the holy blissful martyr for Toseka that emeth hope in one that they were Seka. That's it. That's great. And we know what happens later in the Canterbury Tales, right? Well, they, many things happen. They later. screw and screw and screw and screw. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. right. So, yeah. I don't know much about Chaucer, but I, I, I bet he used to get the, the crap beat out of him in gym class. Because you talk like that. We're talking like that. Yeah. yeah. Guys yeah. are just, guys are merciless. Yeah, that's true. And especially in junior high school. Yeah. Man, I'd hate to be a friend of his. Well, after I read this, actually, in class, I got beat up afterwards. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, well worth it. Yeah, can I, can I give a shout-out to my friend, Lewis? No. Uh, Thank no, you very sorry. much for calling. I mean, we, are, we already did a shout-out to Lewis. Uh, uh, it would be redundant. And anyway, I was hoping Lewis would become my best friend. So I'm, I'm trying to move in on Lewis. You don't speak Middle English. Lewis goes for those big, brawny Middle English. I don't think types. that was Middle English. I think he was just playing some record backwards. Hi, you're on the air. Yeah, hello. Yeah, you love the Hi. show. You love the show, right? Yes, hello. I love the show. Did, okay. you, did, did you enjoy meeting Eric? Eric? I never met Eric. No, he, he was the call screener. Oh, yeah. He oh, he, okay. probably didn't, he probably didn't introduce himself. He's so, no, he didn't. No, he's he didn't so modest. I mean, he's screening calls. He's not going to say, this is Eric, and now I'm going to screen your call. No. And also, he's tired. You know he's holding like three different jobs. Of course. Because he's trying to raise money for the operation. It's a uh, penile reduction. Oh, gee. Yeah, I w we wish we had that problem. Am I right? But he's very sensitive about it. Anyway, you've memorized something. Yes, pretty much. You've memorized something pretty much. Yeah. Okay. And well, what, what might it be? It's The Highwayman. It's a poem by Alfred Noyes. Sir Alfred Noyes. Oh, I know this poem. Do you? Yeah. It's a long poem. Oh, very long, yes. Mm. It's like it's like pages and pages in that damn. Your show is too short. Could you give us like every third line? Or maybe? the highlight when he pulls the gun and on the. Uh -huh. All right, just start us out with and the. Just the first man. couple lines, then just jump to that end about miles to go before I sleep. Yeah. Or when they screw and screw and screw and screw. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the highwayman by noise. Every fourth line. No, you can't no. do every fourth line. Oh, good poem you could. <laughs> Well, no one asked you to do every fourth, every fourth subspecies in your biology. Kingdom, order, 
species. Poem, but then it became a song. Whose woodsies are, I think I know. My little horse must think it queer. The woods are lovely. I guess you can do it. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Start the poem, and we'll just, uh, we'll just uh, see how far we get. Okay. The wind was a torrent of darkness tossed upon cloudy seas. Let me just interrupt. Is there going to be a talking walrus here? No. I can't do that again. No, I don't do that. Okay, go ahead, Not sir. Me. The wind, the wind, the wind. Go ahead. The wind was a torrent of darkness among the ghosty trees. The moon was He's a singing. ghostly garden. He is singing. Can he singing? Yeah, I, I don't think that's any good. I don't think uh, he didn't. He gave no indication that he was going to sing. Right, he said we were blindsided here. He misrepresented himself completely. So I don't think we should let him continue. Well, you know what? You know who put the melody to this? Joan Baez. No, Phil Oates. I'm pretty sure. Oh, you're right. So he's just so he just he just learned the song. Yeah, so he's just singing a Phil Oates song. Pretty much. So. Uh, uh, Andy, what do you think? Well, you know, it occurs to us, you really didn't memorize the poem, you memorized a Phil Oaks song. Oh, Phil Oaks sang that. Well, yeah, that's that. he put the melody to that. Are you sure? Well, yeah. I, you know, I only know 18 well, things. That's one of them. I told you, it, you know, I told you a guy them. that was on the phone earlier. Eric? Yeah, that's him, that's right. But, well, Eric, he's borderline retarded. He's just, <laughs> well, you can't go by him. I wasn't sure, but, you know. All right, thank you very much. Okay. Thanks for trying. I've memorized Phil Oak songs. The war is bad. The war is bad. Bring the boys home. We've had enough. Uh, more or less, that's one of the songs. I declare the war is over. That's uncanny. How much you much. sound like Phil Oaks. <laughs> <laughs> when you were doing the folk singer circuit, did, <laughs> yeah. did people often compare you to Phil Oaks? They did, but not favorably. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, they compared you to Phil Oaks <laughs> after the suicide. Why can't you be more like Phil Oaks? Is all I. You got if I had a nickel for every time I heard that. <sighs> so no one called from a car. If you're in a car and you have anything memorized, six seven eight seven seven four three. The plan, the original plan, was a series of people commuting home would call from their car, and we would know that they really memorized stuff. Because we'd hear that they were in a car and not reading. That was the theory. Right. These are always the concepts that Andy comes up with for these shows. Well, the, I'm the a whole, dreamer. The whole world is going to conform to my I'm vision. A, hey, a, a It'll man. be a world of people speeding home in their cars, <laughs> reciting Robert Frost poems into their car phones. I'm a, I'm a dreamer. <laughs> I am, it's my little utopia. A man's dream should exceed his grasp. Okay, I, I will admit, I will admit to be disappointed, but I'd like to hear one, one commuter, one, six seven eight seven seven four three, just so I can say, uh, somebody called. Hey, come on, because my kids are listening. My kids, don't, uh, my kids are, oh, daddy's dying on the air. Wait, daddy's your kids are at summer camp. Oh. Right, did you ever send them that tape that we made for them? No, that tape scared me. I listened to it. <laughs> I think it would give them bad dreams. I they think could, so. They could play it instead of the ghost stories around the campfire. <laughs> <laughs> that, was a, that was a pretty nasty compilation. Have you, have you, <laughs> have you sent your kids any uh, care, packages? care packages? Yes. Now, did you send the care packages or did you hire a firm to send them Are care there packages? such firms? Yeah, there was that? an article about one such firm in the Times today. Oh, that's kind of pathetic. Yeah. No, I hired someone to contract <laughs> to call the firm. I, you know, I have a life. I can't just be calling these firms up all day. 
So I hired, you know, some guy. and uh, He didn't speak English as well as I'd like, but I think he got hold of these firms. Uh, our son got, we sent him a care package, including Silly Putty, and we understand that the Silly Putty was confiscated by the man. The man. Oh, that's because they, they stuff it in their mouths. They stuff it in each other's mouths when they tie them up. <laughs> maybe. maybe. <laughs> no, I think that's why. And also, uh, no, they also the Silly Putty, which I couldn't believe, the gum, which I couldn't believe, and the M80s, I couldn't believe. All those things were just taken away from my son. And the uh, cop killer bullets. <laughs> I know. Like, it's like Berlin, 1938. <laughs> Hello. What's a 12-year-old kid at summer camp going to do with cop killer bullets? Like, you, well, you know, you got to. At some point, you got to start trusting your campers. Exactly. Exactly. Mm. Silly putty, I can understand because you know, I mean, they're going to stuff it in each other's mouths so they can't. <laughs> they can't even and, scream uh, for help. You know, the vest, the bulletproof vest that the counselors at this camp wear, they will stop many of these bullets. I know they're called, oh, cop killer bullets. They will penetrate a vest. But in most cases, the vest will stop the bullets. So these counselors were safe. Now, years ago, overreacted. years ago, WFMU, um, our program guide, LCD, um, got a mention in Penthouse Magazine. And for years afterwards, and it said it was free for anybody who wanted it, and it, we would send a complimentary issue. And for about five years, we got requests from prisoners all over the country. Wow. Which, which demonstrated how these, you know, what, what long a shelf life these uh, issues of penthouse and prisons have. And we would send these guys out, you know, an issue of LCD and an FMU bumper sticker. And the bumper stickers were always returned to us as contraband. They're not allowed to have uh, bumper stickers. No, because they stick the silly putty in their mouth and they put the bumper sticker over their mouth. Oh, and no one can hear them scream. Oh, it's used while for they're, gang while they're, while they're making love. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what Mary and I do? <laughs> <laughs> Mary and I just put tennis balls in each other's mouths oh, no, and then wrap porous. it around with duct tape. That's you porous. can do so many things with duct tape. Oh, man, we should do a whole no, show duct, on duct tape. Duct tape is fine, but it's basically woven fiber. Yeah. <clears throat> it's porous. You can scream through it. <laughs> Whereas Silly Putty and an FMU bumper sticker, <laughs> you'll have all the privacy you want. I see. Well, if they're making love, what do they need the penthouse magazines for? I found a little contradiction in your story. Oh, you know, just to stoke up the desire a little bit. Oh, God. Oh, God. Because, you know, you're in prison. Yeah. That's all they do. You need. You I know. guess you're right. If I was about to gang rape someone or be involved in a gang rape, like Eric, I would, like, like Eric, like Eric, like be honest. If I was going to gang rape Eric after the show, you're right. I would want to look at some attractive women beforehand, because frankly, the idea of doing Eric is kind of repulsive. So I could see, no, I could see now the the logic. Hey, well, I'm glad great, we finally a, got our show back on track. A great note to end on. Thanks, Ken. <laughs> for that little anecdote. You were saving that anecdote till 6.58. You've been listening to, uh, I can't, uh, frankly, it's, I'm at a loss. Seven, Seven seconds, seconds delay. delay. WFMU. East Orange. East Orange, New Jersey. <clears throat>
You're listening to WFMU, East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, and WFMU.org. That was a 1995 episode of Seven Second Delay. The blues scale is very simple, very useful, but also very simple to build. All you have to do is know your minor pentatonic scales. So in this case, I was playing A.
The blues come so many different ways until it's kind of a hard to explain. See my jumper, Lord, hang out on the line. See my jumper. Yeah. 